St. Anthony of the Desert by St. Athanasius Continuing Chapter 11 The Persecution Under Maximinus The monasteries in the hills were like tents, filled with heavenly choirs, singing, studying, fasting, praying, rejoicing for the hope of the life to come, laboring in order to give alms, having love and harmony among themselves. And in truth, it was like a land of religion and justice to see, a land apart. For neither wronger nor wronged was there, nor plaint of tax-gathering, but, but a multitude of ascetics, all with one purpose to virtue. So that, looking back on the monasteries and on so fair an array of monks, one cried aloud, saying, How lovely are thy dwellings, O Jacob, thy tents, O Israel! Anthony himself retired as usual to his own monastery by himself and went on with his holy life, groaning daily at thought of the mansions of heaven, longing for them and seeing the shortness of man's life. For when going to food and sleep and the other needs of the body, shame came on him, thinking of the spirituality of the soul. Often when he was to eat with many other monks, the thought of the spirit's food came back on him, and he excused himself and went a long way from them, thinking it shame that he should be seen eating by others. Yet he ate alone for the needs of the body, and often too with the brethren, ashamed on their account, but emboldened by the words of help he gave them. He used to say that we should give all our time to the soul rather than to the body. A little time indeed we must of necessity allow to the body, but in the main we must devote ourselves to the soul and seek its profit, that it may not be dragged down by the pleasures of the body, but rather that the body be made subject to the soul. This being what the Savior spoke of, be not solicitous for your life, what you shall eat, nor for your body, what you shall put on. For all these things do the nations of the world seek. But your Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first his kingdom, and all these things shall be added to you. After this, the persecution which then befell under Maximinus overtook the church. When the holy martyrs were taken to Alexandria, Anthony also quitted his monastery and followed, saying, Let us too go, that we may suffer if we are called, or else may look on the sufferers. He had a longing to be martyred, but not wishing to give himself up, he ministered to the confessors in the mines and in the prisons. In the hall of judgment he was full of zeal for those who were called, stirring them to generosity in their struggles, and in their martyrdom, receiving them and escorting them to the end. Then the judge, seeing the fearlessness of Anthony and his companions, and their zeal in this work, gave orders that none of the monks should appear in the judgment hall, nor stay in the city at all. All the others thought best to be hidden that day. But Anthony stood on a high place in front and showed himself plainly to the prefect. When all wondered at this, and the prefect saw as he went through, the, through with his escort, Anthony himself stood fearless, showing the eagerness that belongs to us Christians. For he was praying that he too might be martyred. He himself mourned because he was not martyred, but God was keeping him to help us and others, 
that to many he might be a teacher of the strict life that he had himself learned from the scriptures. For simply at seeing his behavior, many were eager to become followers of his way of life. Again, therefore, he ministered as before to the confessors, and as though sharing their bonds, he wearied himself in serving them. When later the persecution ceased, and the bishop, Peter of blessed memory, had died a martyr, Anthony departed and went back to his monastery and abode there, a daily martyr to conscience, fighting the fights of the faith. He practiced a high and more intense asceticism. He fasted constantly. His clothing was hair within and skin without, and this he kept till his death. He never bathed his body in water for cleanliness, nor even washed his feet, nor would he consent to put them in water at all without necessity. Neither was he ever seen undressed, nor till he died and was buried did any ever see the body of Anthony uncovered. Chapter 12 In the Heart of the Desert When he retired and purposed to pass a season neither going forth himself nor admitting any, a certain captain of soldiers, Martianus, came and disturbed him, for he had a daughter beset by a demon. As he stayed long, beating the door and asking him to come and pray to God for the child, Anthony would not open, but leaned down from above and said, Man, why do you cry to me? I am a man like yourself. But if you trust in Christ, whom I serve, go, and as you trust, so pray to God, and it shall be done. He at once, believing and calling on Christ, went away with his daughter made clean from the demon. Many other things did the Lord through Anthony, for he says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. For though he opened not the door, very many sufferers simply slept outside the monastery, and trusted and prayed sincerely, and were cleansed. As he saw that many thronged to him, and that he was not suffered to retire in his own way as he wished, being anxious lest from what the Lord did through him, either he himself should be lifted up, or another should think about him above the truth, he looked around him, and set out to go where he was not known. He had got loaves from the brethren, and was sitting by the banks of the river, watching if a boat should pass, that he might embark and go up with them. While he was thus minded, a voice came to him from above. Anthony, where are you going and why? He was not alarmed, being used to be often thus called, but listened and answered, Since the crowds will not let me be alone, therefore I want to go to the upper Theopidim, because of the many annoyances here, and especially because they ask me things beyond my power. The voice said to him, Though you should go up, or down to the pastures, you will have greater and twice as great burden to bear. But if you wish to be really alone, go up now to the inner desert. Anthony said, And who will show me the way, for I know it not? And at once he was shown some Saracens setting out that way. Advancing and drawing near, Anthony asked to go with them into the desert, and they welcomed him as though by the command of providence. 
he traveled with them three days and three nights, and came to a very high hill. There was water under the hill, perfectly clear, sweet, and very cold. Beyond was flat land and a few wild date palms. Anthony, as though moved by God, fell in love with the place, for this was the place indicated by the voice that spoke to him at the riverbank. At the beginning he got bread from his fellow travelers and abode alone on the hill, none other being with him, for he kept the place from then on as one who has found again his own home. The Saracens themselves, who had seen Anthony's earnestness, used to travel by that way on purpose and were glad to bring in bread. He had besides a small and frugal refreshment from the date palms. Afterwards, when the brethren learned the place, they were careful to send to him, as children mindful of their father. But Anthony, seeing that by occasion of the bread, some were footsore and endured fatigue, and wishing to spare the monks in this matter also, asked some of those who visited him to bring him a pronged hoe, an axe, and some corn. When they were brought, he went over the ground about the hill, and finding a very small patch that was suitable, he tilled it and sowed it, having water in abundance from the spring. This he did every year, and had bread thence, being glad that he should trouble no one on this account, but in all things kept himself from being a burden. But later, seeing that people were coming to him again, he grew a few vegetables also, that the visitor might have some little refreshment after the weariness of that hard road. At first the beasts in the desert used to often damage his crops and his garden when they came for water. But he, catching one of the beasts, said graciously to all, Why do you harm me when I do not harm you? Be gone, and in the name of the Lord do not come near these things again. Thereafter, as though fearing his command, they did not approach the place. How many wrestlings he endured while he dwelt there, we have learned from those who visited him, not against flesh and blood, as it is written, but against opposing demons. For there also they heard tumults and many voices, and clashings as of weapons, and at night they saw the hill full of wild beasts, and him they saw fighting as with visible foes, and praying against them. His visitors he comforted, but he himself fought, bending his knees and entreating the Lord. It was indeed a thing to admire, that being alone in such a wilderness, he was neither dismayed by the attacks of devils, nor with so many four-footed and creeping things there, did he fear their savageness. But according to the scripture, he trusted the Lord truly like Mount Zion, with a mind tranquil and untossed, so that rather... The devils fled, and the wild beasts kept peace with him, as it is written. Thus the devil watched Anthony, and gnashed his teeth against him, while Anthony had consolations from the Savior, and abode unharmed by his wickedness and his many arts. He set wild beasts on him when watching at night. Almost all the hyenas in that desert, coming out from their dens, surrounded him. He was in their midst, and each with open mouth threatened to bite him. But knowing the enemy's craft, he said to them all, If you have received power over me, I am ready to be eaten by you. But if you are sent by devils, delay not but go, 
for I am Christ's servant. On this they fled, his words chasing them like a whip. This has been taken from St. Anthony of the Desert by St. Athanasius, translated by Dom J. B. McLaughlin. This work is available through Tan Books and Publishers. For more information, go to www.tanbooks.com or call 1-800-437-5876. This work is in the public domain. This has been Christian Classics with Teresa Hofer. Listen every Monday through Friday at this time as Teresa continues her great readings and selections from classic Christian literature right here on the Ave Maria Radio Network. News and talk for Catholic and other Christians.